Welcome to our podcast. My name is Amelia. My name is Sherrick, and this is Amelia. And Sherrick, what are you doing? The podcast that now offers drive-up service as long as you're awake at 1 a.m. on Fridays. <laughs> that seems too accessible. 3.30. 335. Okay, 3 <laughs> 30, yeah. No, 3.36 and 7 seconds exactly. Yes. You pull up, you hit the you hit the app, the ASWAYD app, patent pending, and then we will just drive by, throw the podcast, and it'll hit your car window and shatter it, and then we'll drive away. <laughs> drive up service. And as it's shattering the window, it says, we've been trying to reach you about your car's <laughs> warranty. <laughs> If you don't know that callback, uh, you got to go back a couple episodes to a WTF uh, moment because that is uh, very, very good. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> That's all I ever wanted. It's <laughs> all I ever needed. Oh, Tell me boy. what to do now and I'll put you back. <laughs> oh, boy. Already off the rails. <laughs> Happy Friday or whenever you're listening to this day it is. So this is the podcast where we talk about anything and everything as far as pop culture, 90s, literature, television, movies, et cetera, et cetera. Specifically, television this week. But before we get to that, Amelia, how was your week? Uh, Ooh, this pose Amelia is exuding (laughs) right now. I don't know. I just was like, it was very rainy here all week. Um, okay so we have I get the feeling we have very different feelings about that because your boy was so fucking zen in moments when it was raining but it was a tease anyway go on I so I love rain for that reason like I do love the like peaceful like sort of insulated quality of rain but rain sometimes gives me bad sinus headaches Mm, so I kind of had a bad headache all week and also sometimes the the gloomy gray quality makes me a little sad and and sleepy and depressed so so I like rain but all week long is a little much um Mm. and it did it did get sunny during the day most days and then rained a lot in the evening um and overnight which was Mm -hmm. kind of nice I liked that but um but yeah sometimes it makes me a little a little just yeah unmotivated (laughs) so yeah I don't I don't feel like I got a lot of good work done um and your worth is not tied to your productivity but it does help to feel at least uh I don't know I'm trying to unlearn that I guess (laughs) it's hard it's it's hard for sure yeah so especially when you have a lot of work to do so um so that was my week but um yeah excited to talk talk with you today and for our listeners to hear the culmination of this uh two-part podcast that was already way too long and I'm not sorry about it at all (laughs) good I'm glad that you said that somebody texted me and was like you're really testing your audience with this two and a half hour episode and I was like you're the only one no I'm just kidding (laughs) no 
I was just like, just don't listen to it all in one go. I get it. It's fine. So yes. Um, I know other people are like, don't care. I'll listen to it. So, and I know that, I know that this person enjoyed it as well. All right. Mm -hmm. They did. Yeah. But we, we will see how long ago today, as I just tweeted now taking bets on how long I'll talk about the rest of Shit's Creek season six. But before we get to that, Sherrick, how was your week? My week was, um, you know, it, it, nothing really happened to me this week except for me being annoyed that like it would rain and I was just like, ah, the ah, Zen, Toto, Toto's Africa is playing just very, very, very quietly in the back of my head and I'm just like sinking into my chair in bliss. And then I would look up again and the sun is like, it's me, bitch. It was a ruse. And I'm like, come on, give me my rain back. And it was like, nah. Uh, and then there were moments where I would like go outside to like get the mail or something like that. And I was like, it rained and no one fucking told me. <laughs> <laughs> it was like sneaky, you know, like, like a drizzle where it like it drizzles enough to like cover the ground, but like you don't hear it mm-hmm. and you don't see it because the sky doesn't really get gray. I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, so like that, that was, alert. yeah, like some sort of rain alert would have been nice. Like the, like on, I think on Tuesday, there was some heavy rain. Like I could hear it hitting off of like the AC mm-hmm. unit. And I was just like, this is, this is perfect. <laughs> yes, this is perfect. Um, but I mean, it was fairly a normal week. Um, as far as me, con- uh, as I'm concerned on the wrestling front, I'm still not, I'm mostly not watching WWE and I'll, I'll explain the mostly in a sec, but like, this is like WrestleMania season. And that at least lately has come to mean like, everybody does it big because they know like eyes are on wrestlemania so like people people are watching wrestling like this this time of year even if it's not wwe like Mm -hmm. new japan pro wrestling shows out um they just crowned a new champion aew had a big like big angle with some wrestlers and and mike tyson was there you know say what you want about Mike Tyson, but like, obviously he is someone who people are going to be like, oh shit, Mike Tyson, let me tune in, you know? Mm -hmm. So WWE decided that they were going to have, I'm look right in the camera on this, nine straight days of wrestling content. Woo! Monday was Raw, Tuesday was their Hall of Fame, Wednesday was part one of their NXT show, Thursday was part two of their NXT show, Friday was WrestleMania SmackDown, and I'm putting all of these quote air quotes around it because it essentially is a pre-show for WrestleMania, a two-hour pre-show for WrestleMania. Yesterday was night one of WrestleMania, and tonight is night two, and then tomorrow is uh, excuse me, uh, the following Sunday is uh, Monday is Raw, and then the following Tuesday is NXT again, and then there's finally a break. <laughs> so like traditionally, WrestleMania is probably like an eight nine hour event it's just so fucking long so they mm-hmm. split it into two nights this year but it's still like five hours per per yeah. night yeah and then you know raw is three hours and nxt is another two hours smackdown is two hours like it's just it's nuts i did i did tune into nxt because the unfortunate thing about it is those uh, at least nxt is ratings driven and so i tune into the the people that i want to see and then I don't watch otherwise. So I don't watch start to finish mm-hmm. because, and it's like, 
what am I going to do one person watching on my spectrum app or whatever, but it's like, you do want to support those wrestlers because it's not their fault necessarily. Yeah. You know, they're working with the hands that they're given. Mm-hmm. And um, so I did watch parts of NXT stand and deliver on Wednesday and Thursday. And I watched the main event of last night because for the first time ever, two black women main evented a WrestleMania with the title on the line. And it was, Woo! it was fantastic yes absolute great match congratulations to bianca belair we're not a wrestling podcast so i will shut up about it but like (laughs) it was fantastic and i'm so glad that i took the time out to tune in really there's there was one point there's one point amelia where this wrestler her name is sasha banks who she's on the mandalorian by the way she's she plays a character on the mandalorian she dove out of the ring and her opponent bianca belair caught her rolled back stood up and then pressed her over her head walked around to the ring walked up the ring steps and then threw her back in what like Damn. the woman is like lifted a 385 pound man and walked like halfway around the ring with him like she's oh incredibly God. powerful that's crazy but yeah it was it was a fantastic match so i'm probably not watching much of wrestlemania tonight i might watch the main event i might watch biggie because he um is doing some fantastic work with a a project called our heroes rock which we could talk about later but like i might watch that and like the main event but other than that i'm i'm like whatever so that's my week (laughs) and that was amelia's wrestling corner So yeah, um, away from the thing that um, I'm, I, I was geeking out about and into the thing that Amelia likes to geek about. Let's get into part two, baby. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we're going to be talking about, I'm going to be talking about, let's be real. Um, <laughs> the rest of season six of Schitt's Creek. Um, if you listened to last week. Um, I went through the first nine episodes of the season and I will be going through the last five episodes of the whole show and yeah let's get into it so as you recall we ended with we ended with Alexis and Ted breaking up tear and Alexis dating a much older man in a rebound situation um and by the end of the episode (laughs) there's a cat on my laptop pepper just like just like eased his ear into the shot (laughs) oh my god this fucking cat loves to be on my desk that was so funny anyway go on anyway um yeah so um so yeah alexis has has taken on an older gentleman caller and uh by the end of the episode has has been dumped by him and it it feels like for going from that episode into this next episode episode 10 it kind of feels like she you know went out with this guy for a while to sort of um uh mask her feelings and not not uh deal with the breakup and so now she's she's dealing with the Ted breakup a little bit more. So these next couple of episodes see Alexis in sweatpants, which just 
chef's kiss um so this this episode 10 is called sunrise sunset mm-hmm. um and real quick wasn't there a bit about alexis not wearing sweatpants or did i did i make that up uh, i feel like there was a bit where she's like i'd never be caught in sweatpants or something like that i don't know not that i can recall but if you no. pay attention she almost never wears pants she almost mm-hmm. always wears a skirt or a dress mm-hmm. um very very rarely she will wear pants or shorts okay so her being in sweatpants is like quite the quite the departure from the norm but yeah we see this um um we see this beginning of this episode um she's in sweatpants in her bed it's really cute because if you pay very close attention as i do (laughs) she is wearing a a sweater that david has worn in a previous episode so sort of like the idea that like in her in her time of need she seeks comfort from her brother's clothes i think that's that's cute cute. i like that yeah so she she's in her sweatpants in her bed and she is binge watching sunrise bay (laughs) which i think is really funny and i think like from what from what you can tell about that show that they as kids were pretty young when Moira was on that show. And so like, they don't really remember very much about it or never watched it or whatever. And so now they're watching it and it's hilarious as she's watching this and making comments about it. Moira has received a call from a former producer of Sunrise Bay who is in town to meet with her. And so she goes to meet with him and um, Mm -hmm. turns out that it's him, but also one of her former co-stars on Sunrise Bay, played by the wonderful Victor Garber. If you know who that is, he is, I love him. Anyway, and fun story. So Victor Garber is a Canadian actor he was on Titanic and Alias and okay. like other stuff. Okay. Um, you'd know him if you saw him, Sherrick, and I know other people will know the name. But he was in, so in the 70s, there was a production of Godspell that that is where a bunch of like really famous Canadian comedians, funnily enough, met. Um, so that's where Eugene Levy met um Victor Garber, Martin Short, um Andrea Martin, Gilda Radner. If you know these names, co- comedy nerds will know these names. Um and uh uh yeah, and actually this is how Catherine O'Hara met them as well. Um she was not in the production, but her brother was dating Gilda Radner at the time. So ah, okay. Um and then for those who don't know Gilda Radner was one of the original SNL cast members. Yeah. So yeah. So like, this is a pretty big fucking deal. They talk about this show Godspell that they did in the seventies or whatever. And it's basically launched like a, most of their careers. Victor Garber was already sort of a name at that point, but anyway, so, so yeah. So when they were writing this season, fun story is that 
uh, Eugene went to Dan and was like, we should get Victor Garber on the show. He should play Alexis's older lover <laughs> or whatever. And Dan was like, no, like, that's a great idea, but I have a better, I have a better role for him. So mm. he plays Clifton Sparks. Uh, what a name. Right? What a, so, what, a, what a great soap opera name though right mm-hmm. um so he plays he's another doctor on sunrise bay um and you get to see these old clips of sunrise bay as alexis is watching it and it is just oh it's so good <laughs> <laughs> terrible it's terrible but it's so great mm-hmm. um anyway so moira goes to meet with this old producer and Clifton happens to be there too and they they explain to Moira that they're doing a Sunrise Bay reboot mm-hmm. um, and that they want her to be on a Sunrise Bay reboot and she says okay and I'll think about it and they give her a contract to look over and blah 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 and it, it's really funny because at one point they're like oh yeah like it's gonna be a new crop of people but they want some of the old people in it to ground it and that and that Nicole Kidman is gonna play Adriana's daughter Adriana is another character I don't know and Moira's like okay you had me until Nicole Kidman like <laughs> like now I know you're just playing with me or whatever and they're like no 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 we're like serious this is prime time like mm-hmm. you know all this stuff um, and another side story, uh, they, Nicole Kidman ran into the cast of Schitt's Creek on a red carpet at one point last year, and she just, like, freaked the fuck out and was, like, <laughs> totally fangirling over that. <laughs> so cute. And then at one point, she, like, responds to a post on Instagram about Schitt's Creek and says, like, when are we going to start shooting Sunrise Bay? I'm ready to go. <laughs> it's so cute um anyway so moira goes back to the motel and alexis is still watching tv and alexis is explaining that like she's gone down a rabbit hole of fan theories on sunrise bay on the internet Mm -hmm. and that she's now become a moderator on a fan forum which I fucking love. Um, and she's explaining that people think that Clifton had her written off the show back in the day. And she's saying that like, the only reason that he wants you back on the show is because you're the only one making headlines right now because the Crows movie is doing so well. Mm-hmm. Um, that you're the biggest name of the old cast um, right now. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And she says one of my favorite lines ever, and I'm probably going to get it wrong, but there's nothing wrong in asking for what you deserve. So Moira goes back to them and finds out that that is indeed what happened, that Clifton did have her written off the show. And he's like, consider it flattering because like you were, you were, you know, overshadowing me and like what basically and stuff um anyway and she does her patented three slap uh across his face which we mm-hmm. see at the very beginning of the show when she does it to Roland yeah, um, yeah, in the yeah, second episode that. and 
and like basically asks for like a lot so when she comes back and explains what happens to Alexis she says like yeah I asked for more money I asked for um that Clifton be written out of the show with a death of my choosing and a diamond tennis bracelet and they were like and Alexis is like oh my god what do you you know like what did they say or whatever and they said well you know we can't do that we have to pass or whatever um and she's like but thank you for like showing me that like I can ask for what I deserve basically so so that's that's the kind of main storyline and then also what's going on in this episode is that David is um picking out the food for the wedding Mm -hmm. and Johnny has said that he will pay for the food for the wedding but then they find out that the second hotel, the second motel that they've purchased, yeah, um, has termite damage, and that the foundation is crumbling. Yikes! Um, so he's like, I don't know how we're gonna pay for that, let alone pay for like every other, like all this other stuff. And so through the whole episode, he's like trying to like in his classic Johnny way, is like trying mm-hmm. to like sort of kind of talk David like down from like this really fancy meal or whatever and there's this one part where after they do this tasting um David and his dad and Stevie go to this food this tasting for their food um and afterwards David shows up at the motel and is like I noticed that there was some like weirdness like if you you know can't well because he had just sprung on them that they there's going to be a whole other table uh, of eight people that he's invited of his friends from New York mm. um which we'll come back to but okay. um that uh, uh he's like you know I, I know I sprung that extra table on you so like don't worry about it like we got more money from Patrick's parents than we thought we would so like we can pay for the extra table of food and you can tell that it, it it's really hard for Johnny to be like, I said I would take care of it, mm-hmm. but if you want to pay for those, ex- like if the brewers want to pay for that extra table, that is very generous of them or mm-hmm. whatever. Like it just, anyway, David leaves and Stevie was in the background of this conversation and she comes up and Johnny gives this just kind of far off look and says like, you know, we used to have a nest egg for David's wedding he was thinking Bali at one point and we were going to charter jets. Um, which just like, of course, like on the surface, it's like, of course, like that's ridiculous and whatever. Mm-hmm. But just the way that he's explaining this, it's just like, you can see in his eyes, like how painful this is that he isn't able to give his son what right. he wants. Mm-hmm. What um, he wanted to give his son, you know? Yeah, like... yeah exactly. Um, and, and you get, especially this late in the show, you get less and less um, of these moments of where it's like, well, I mean, even, even in the beginning, like there are moments about them missing their par- previous life and their mm-hmm. money and stuff, but it's more like how ridiculous they are, how like pampered and, and like how unknowing of the real world they are and stuff. It's very 
it's very rare for them to have these like wistful moments yeah um and so it's a very touching little scene and like like there's actually like sentimentality to the things that they miss as opposed to just like i miss waking up to someone already filing my toenails you know like yeah, something right. stupid, stupid or it's just yeah like... or whatever <laughs> Um, I miss flying to clubs in Japan whenever I felt like it or whatever. Right. Um, this is more like, yeah, the wedding was maybe over the top, but the idea that he couldn't help pay for. What his son wanted is. Yeah. So it's it's kind of cute. And then he's like, I need air and leaves. And <laughs> what I love too is earlier in the season, Johnny gives Stevie this book that he wrote. Um and it's like, it's, what is it called? So like fast forward to success. Because <laughs> <laughs> as you recall, he uh, owned a video store chain. Yep, yep. Um, no, I got the reference. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and um, in one of the quotes in the book that, that Stevie says later is um, like, you miss 100% of the tapes you don't play. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a riff on a on a you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take, Michael. Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> I fucking love that. Anyway, and at the beginning of this episode, they have greeted their new staff for this new motel, mm-hmm. and he's given each of them a copy of this book. So then later, Stevie is reading this book in the lobby of the of the original motel while this conversation is happening with David, and so afterwards, she's when she talks to him she's still holding the book or whatever and at the end of the episode she meets Johnny has called a meeting with her and Roland and his idea is like I think we just need to sell the second motel and like recoup whatever we can and like move on Mm -hmm. and Stevie is like no I think that's a terrible idea I think that we should buy 30 more motels and he's like what the fuck are you talking about um and she pulls out this folder with like all this stuff that she's printed out of like all these motel roadside motels that are for sale across north america Mm -hmm. um and she's like we're not gonna see money from one or two or three motels we're only gonna start to see real money with 20 or 30 and she's like you've done it you've done this once before Mr. Rose you can do it again and so then they start talking about he's like I think I actually could call some people from my old life about this investment opportunity so now they're talking about franchising yeah on a large scale so so yeah so that's that episode um episode 11 is called the bachelor party so it's uh stevie as maid of honor has been asked to plan a joint bachelor party for david and patrick i've been told by some people that i would like this episode but go on on. Uh, i feel like it could be one of those cases where people think that you would like it because of what it's about okay you might actually hate it because (laughs) like find all the inconsistencies about it or the unrealistic things about it but anyway okay. Okay. so um the bachelor party that she has prepared for them is for david she has planned um a night of 
uh, food and drinks at okay. the Wobbly Elm because that's the only bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for Patrick, she has arranged for them all to go to an escape room. <laughs> Um, apparently this is a brewer family tradition to do an escape room. For those of you who don't know, I, I managed an escape room for a a period of my life. So, Mm -hmm. yes. So, um, of course, David is just very unhappy about all of this. Like, this sounds terrible. But Patrick is super into this idea of an escape room. And as we saw in season five episode, the MVP, he can get super competitive sometimes. Yes, that he can. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's really cute. They, they go to this escape room. And by they, I mean, David, Patrick, Stevie, Mr. and Mrs. Rose, and Alexa. Oh, so they're attending each other's bachelor parties yeah it's just one party oh oh, okay okay i thought it was like a split thing okay no 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 like they're all going to this escape room and then they're all going to the bar afterwards i see um and yeah it's it's oh my gosh so they they go to this escape room and um the escape room well and throughout this episode alexis like there's this part where where at the beginning of the episode where David comes into the motel and Alexis again is like sitting at the table with sweatpants on and like a dress. It's like she started to get dressed. (laughs) Um, And he's like, what is happening here? And she's just like, and her hair is like messy. And she's just like, I started to get dressed for work. And then I don't know. I can't seem to be able to do anything right now. And I was like, what a mood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and she points to this plant and she's like, this plant that Ted gave me is dead. And like, she's just still, you know, upset about Ted, which I, I don't say still like, oh girl, get over it. But yeah, no, no. Um, just to let you know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um He's like, David's like, okay, there's only room for one unstable unstable sibling in this family, and it's been me for a very long time, so you need to get your shit together. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, Anyway, and she has booked a gig for Moira to do voiceover work, and what it turns out to be is voiceover work doing commercials, like radio ads, for Larry Air. (laughs) Our favorite airline. Mm-hmm. I'm booking tickets soon as I get vaccinated. Yes. No, I'm not. Um, Very not. It's terrible. And Moira like gets there and is like, it's bad. And so Moira just like leaves basically. And Alexis, there's this moment where Alexis goes up to the mic and she's going to pretend to be Moira for a second to get this done or whatever. And so she does the like funniest impression <laughs> <laughs> and it's terrible it's just uh-huh. awful which is really funny because I've seen her in other clips doing a Moira impl- impression and she's actually pretty good at it okay so I, I yeah I think this was probably really fun for her to do like um, you're, you're talking about like backstage like not on show clips yes like okay. I've seen videos of her like there's a there's you should a send me clip some. on YouTube yeah. of Annie Murphy doing the um 
wine commercial from season one like doing exactly the same wine commercial as okay one and it's it's so good she's really good at it anyway um so her yeah her trying to like trying to do this bad impression I bet was like really fun and and now Moira's kind of going like oh shit what did I do why did I turn down Sunrise Bay basically or why did I like negotiate out myself out of it or whatever mm-hmm. um if this is what I have to do now um so yeah um um yeah and and Alexis is just like yeah going like did I make the wrong choice should I have gone to the Galapagos with Ted um and and all of that kind of stuff and they get to this escape room and it's Galapagos themed <laughs> and alexis is just like what the fuck okay (laughs) let let me throw this out there real quick um so because it is escape room themed you are correct i will be scrutinizing this episode pretty hard but i will say this like i haven't seen too many shows like attempt it but as long as they attempt it in like a Mm -hmm. uh like like a semi-realistic fashion i don't necessarily think i see the problem like not to Mm -hmm. shit on a different show but like crazy ex-girlfriend they did an escape room episode and i hated it because it was just like nothing like they were just like oh it's an escape room oh yeah, I broke this thing. It's like, no, you wouldn't put something breakable in a fucking escape room. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or like, oh yeah, you were supposed to do like, and there was a bit where like they, they broke something that they obviously weren't going to, but like mm-hmm. to let people in on like escape room stuff is that like you, you can't train people to do stuff that you don't want them to do. Because if you have a breakable part in the room, which are essentially setting up your audience or your escape room goers to believe is that they can break anything in the room. So if you have a pot that has a key in it that's meant to be broken, you're mm-hmm. setting them up so that like they will assume that they can break anything because there might be a clue in there. Yeah. They're going to go, it worked once, it should work again kind of a situation. Right. So like, I mean, and, and I think there was right. another part where they were just like, oh, we, I accidentally did this. And it was like, oh, yeah. you won. Like that happens sometimes, but like there's a lot of struggle involved yeah. beforehand. No, so like, I would say you don't like, need to tell that- me. You don't need to tell me, but like... Yeah, I think from that perspective, it's probably okay. Like, obviously, they don't show it from beginning to end. So there are parts where they're doing things where you're like, you don't know what clues led up to that. Right. And Um, that doesn't bother me because it's like that... It's not a show about an escape room. It's it's a plot device. Right. So as long as Um, it like connects. But I know that the the writing staff did go to an escape room to... to, Good, good, good. For good. research good, good. Um, together. So, I, yeah, I do feel like that part is right. There's, like, a person in the room. and That happens. Okay, does that's, it? Because I was consistent. like, well, and it's weird because, like, there's, there's this person sitting there with, like, a cloak on. So you can't mm-hmm. really see much of them. Mm-hmm. And so for most of the episode, it's like, is that a real person or is it not? Yeah, Like, yeah, it's yeah. very confusing and creepy. And then at the end, the person like leaves the room with them, and you're like, "Oh, I guess that was a real person the whole time." Great. Um, so that, yeah, that, 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 me, yeah, that but... does happen with certain escape rooms. Like gotcha. there are some escape rooms where like the person is in there actually to get like they don't have like a television or something like that to give clues. It's like a person gotcha. in the room that does that. Instead. Gotcha. So. Yeah, it didn't really. They didn't really give a reason for why there was a person in there because that yeah. never does anything. Okay, but, like, that, that might bother me, but we'll get, we'll, you know, we'll yeah, get there. It's weird. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. If it's anyway, just played for a bit, it's whatever. But like, yeah, yeah it, there are yeah. reasons to have people in escape room sometimes. I yeah. just, I wouldn't do it personally. But so, um, and then also in this episode, at the beginning of the episode, Johnny has told Stevie and Roland that he has called his former assistant because the one mom- who fucking took all their money. No. Okay. No. 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 That's their business manager, Eli. Okay. Um, that we I never hear about name. ever again, except for in the first episode, basically. Oh, okay. And um, no, his former like, like assistant, like personal assistant or um, secretary type kind of person, Mike. He has called him because he now works at a venture capitalist firm about if he might be interested or if he might know somebody who might be interested in investing in their motel idea. Mm-hmm. And so he's expecting a call from this person. So during the whole time they're at this escape room, like when they go into the escape room, they're told to put their phones in a lockbox. Checks out. And you only see Johnny put his phone in the lockbox. You don't see anybody else do it. Oh, come on. <laughs> anyway. Which, but there are other phones in the lockbox, so it's weird. It's like, whose phones are those? But it's, like, to me, I didn't notice that until I, like, rewatched it. Okay. So, so during the whole time that they're in this escape room, Johnny is basically, like, freaking out about not having his phone and miss, possibly missing this phone call. Oh, that would that would annoy me so that much. That part of the like, episode is what drives me insane. Because okay. I hate that kind of plot device of like this like urgent need for something. And like just it just makes me super anxious to watch him be super anxious about it. And Moira doesn't want to be there at all. And so she's just like being super obnoxious. And so like that's the only plot device really with the person in mm-hmm. in the room, I think, is that like they go up to this person and they're like, can I just get my phone? Or like, can we just get out of here? Like basically. So yeah. But um, yeah, but uh, Patrick is super into this and it's so funny because when they get there before they go in, he's like, I'm just like really excited to share this with my new family because like, this is a tradition in my family and they couldn't be here and it's just really cute. And then Moira goes like, like not out loud, but like, stage whispering <laughs> to Alexis like mm-hmm. when he says like oh my family couldn't be here she goes what happened did they pass <laughs> uh... no, they physically just couldn't be here today <laughs> oh man and Stevie has made them custom shirts just David and Patrick okay and Patrick says I'm with stupid and with an arrow as you've seen yeah many times before and David's just says I'm stupid (laughs) (laughs) and at the beginning of the episode when he gets this shirt he's like wait mine doesn't have an arrow and she's like oh no I had yours custom made Uh, and what I love is that they actually wear these shirts to this escape room and David is wearing like this like bachelorette crown uh silver plastic pink feathered like (laughs) bachelorette crown and I fucking love it um anyway and so they're doing this escape room and Patrick is super into it and like very competitive about it and like giving orders and like all this stuff and everybody else is just like oh my god what is this um and 
and Alexis is trying to talk to David about like what is she doing with her life and like you know all this stuff and um and he's like by the end of it like he gets super into it because he's like well now I'm in this so Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get into it or whatever and by the end of it Stevie and Alexis are into it too whereas the parents are just basically like standing in the corner I feel like the amount of times I've seen that. I've been that person. <laughs> we can talk about that later. Um, anyway, so they get super into it. And um, by the end of it, like Alexis is just killing it. Like she is just getting these clues like that. She's just like, you know, before anybody can even like like have heard the full sentence she's like oh it's this or whatever mm-hmm. and so she gets them out of the room basically um because she like figures out the last several like clues to get to the key nice. um and later when they're at the bar she says something about how like just being under pressure and having people yelling at her <laughs> to get something done and being in this high pressure situation has made her feel more like herself than she has in a very long time. And it just makes me really want that like pre Shits Creek Alexis spinoff show because like her life before is so crazy. Um, anyway, and she's saying to David, like she's talking about the plant that has died mm-hmm the plant that Ted gave her that has died that she was bemoaning earlier in the day and was saying how like you know maybe what if the plant died because it had outgrown its pot and like kind of does this like you know and interesting um, um and David is like what are you saying and she starts to explain the metaphor and he's like no I get it but like <laughs> what are you saying <laughs> and she's just like I don't know maybe it's time that I think about being somewhere else because you know like what how much per pr and marketing work am i gonna get here in Shit's creek basically right yeah makes sense um so so it's kind of this and he kind of says like you know like that makes me sad but also ha- like proud i don't remember what he says but he basically indicates that like it's bittersweet so and yeah when they get out when they get out of the escape room and Johnny gets his phone back, he has a voicemail from his former assistant and it's saying like, oh, this, your idea sounds really interesting. Let's like, can you meet this day at this time at my office in New York? And so they all like get really excited about this and um Yeah. So that's kind of where the episode ends. Okay. So potential for heartbreak is still kind of high, but uh, the hope hope springs eternal. So then episode 12, I was like, ah, episode 12 is called (laughs) The Pitch. Um, So this episode centers around uh, Stevie and Johnny and Roland going to New York to uh, give their pitch about their business idea oh roland's coming oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) he's a partner in the business now yeah 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 yeah. i just figured he would be a silent partner (laughs) has roland ever been silent 
I mean, I mean, I could make a joke or two. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So, so they, this former assistant Mike has sent a jet for them to take them to New York. And so the family sees them off and um, they go to New York and do this, this pitch, um, which I'll get back to. But um, the whole episode, Moira is like, just like on the razor's edge of losing it because she's just like, they have to get this deal. This deal has to go through. We have to get out of here. Basically, like we need this money. Like this is our chance to get out of here. Cause like one of the next scenes, Alexis walks in on her packing. Oh, wow. Like, okay. Packing. And she's like, yes, I never know what I may have to like flee quickly or whatever and, and she's like who's gonna be making you flee and she's like um me when your dad gets the money <laughs> um and and she's like well the offices are in new york so i figure we'll probably move to new york and so alexis starts like looking for apartments in new york and she's like well the interflix people have said that they want to talk to me about more work and their offices are in new york so like this might be like a really great opportunity Mm -hmm. for all of us and david walks in and um sees her googling apartments in new york and she's explaining like what's happening and she's like and don't worry i'm looking for two bedroom apartments for us or whatever and he's like well what if my husband doesn't want to live with you (laughs) basically (laughs) um but he starts to get really excited about this too and he goes to the store and he's like, Patrick, are you sitting down? And Patrick's standing behind the uh, um, cash register. And he's just like, clearly I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and David's explaining like, oh, when the deal goes through, we're all going to move to New York. And Patrick is like, um, excuse me? <laughs> what? And David is like, you know, like, David comes in and like it's explaining this and he's really excited about it and Patrick is just like you're telling me you want to uproot our whole life and like it's just a lot to take in yeah um and David is like oh I thought you would be excited and like when as soon as as soon as Patrick reacts David's reaction is to like mm-hmm. isn't to like overwhelm him or to be like trying to talk him into it it's more just like oh god like i i thought you'd be excited and now Mm -hmm. i'm freaked out because you're not excited Mm -hmm. um and so i love that i love that he like pulls back when he sees that patrick is not excited about this yeah yeah yeah. i was a little worried there for a sec go on yeah um and he's like i just i have a lot to think about um and david is like okay do you want my muffin (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then, like Patrick takes the muffin and like walks away into the back room <laughs> and so yeah so they show them giving this pitch and of course Stevie is really nervous and Roland is really nervous and ends up spilling like a pitcher of water over the table and the presentation stops working so there's of course this it does. lovely oh. woman who has um Ruth who has like come down to get them and bring them to the boardroom and explain this and she's clearly like an assistant of some sort and she um 
she's like, let's just take a few minutes. I'll call IT and we'll reconvene when they fix the computer or whatever. Um, and so when they, um, when they come back in, two of the douchey guys, one of, who, one of whom is named Trip, because of course his name is fucking Trip. Um, Oof. Right? Uh, <laughs> um, are like talking about like this golf course in Hawaii that they went to that was like underwater or something. And just like how unfortunate that was. And Johnny's like, oh, what course? Oh, where? Where did you stay? Oh, I've been there several times and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the guy is like, oh, good. It's Johnny Rose approved. And he's like, although at this point, like, you know, it says something about like something really s- shitty being Johnny Rose approved at this point or whatever. Okay. Um, so like clearly just, and when you see them in this boardroom, like before they come in, they're like joking about him and oh so they're assholes cool good they're good assholes to know. yeah yeah um and to be fair the guy that was johnny's assistant who has called this meeting was not able to be in the meeting so he's mm-hmm. not here it's yeah. other douchebags mm-hmm. um, we don't know if this guy would have been nice to johnny or not mm-hmm. um, i'd like to think so i'd like to think that like he took this meeting and that he feels like being Johnny's assistant back in the day, like, got him his start. That's what yeah. I think, but I, we have no evidence of that. Anyway, so they come back in, and Johnny just starts speaking from the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically says, like, you know, takes that thing about them saying at this fancy, this fancy hotel in Hawaii and saying, like, but have any of you ever stayed in a motel and they're all like you know and johnny's like you know what do you think of when you think of motels dirty run down like all this stuff and he's like i used to think that too but they're actually this like window into small towns small town north america and like we can use them to like bring back this like small town charm and how there are 250,000 roadside motels for sale in North America and like this is a really great opportunity to like yeah blah 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 and at one point Stevie says something about how like we've seen a 400% increase in occupancy since we started to market and clean (laughs) 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 so funny Uh. Um, so yeah and and is like explaining you know how they can like how they've been able to to like get this one motel like money how it started to make money because of the changes they've made and blah 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 and Mm -hmm. and johnny says like you may you know i don't know he gives this great pitch about like why motels are great and whatever and then um and he's like you may wonder like how i know that because my family and i have been living in a motel for the last three years and like, he's like, you can ask Stevie if, um, if my family can find comfort in a motel, anyone can. <laughs> and it's just, it's really great. And it's really beautiful. And they leave. And um, uh, 
they get out of the room and they're like, oh my God, that was so great and whatever. And, and Roland is like, oh shoot, I forgot my briefcase um, in the boardroom. And Johnny is like, what was in that briefcase anyway? And he's like, nothing. You just told me to look professional. So I brought a briefcase. <laughs> so he goes back into the boardroom to get his briefcase. And as mm-hmm. he's doing that, he hears the douchebags joking and they're like, oh videos and now motels what's next pagers like Mm -hmm. just being like what old technology is he gonna bring back next or whatever um and roland gets his brief and as soon as they see that roland has walked back in they stop but you know you can tell that they don't really care that he's heard Mm -hmm. um and he picks up his briefcase and he says do you know what it took for Johnny Rose to come back in here and do this again? Shame on you. And they just kind of look at him. And then he's like, I just remember that you're going to fly us home. So I'm sorry for saying that, but I don't regret it. That man is a legend. And it is like, as much as Roland annoys the shit out of me, <laughs> that moment like redeems him for me for some reason. <laughs> I just, I love the sincerity of that moment. It's so great. Yeah. So they, they're about to leave. Um, and, and Roland is, you know, Johnny's like, Oh, I think that went really well. Like let's, pop champagne on the flight home and like whatever and Roland is like I I wouldn't get too ahead of yourself like I just I I don't think we want to work with these people like he's just trying to like he's actually trying to be subtle for once like yeah like he's trying to say like veer them away from working like getting too excited Mm -hmm. without revealing what he heard yeah um which is very sweet um and then the assistant who had brought them up earlier comes Mm -hmm. down and says like oh I'm so glad I caught you you know and and Roland is like assumes that she's there to like escort them off the property or something yeah know where the door is we can leave Mm -hmm. um and she's like no 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 like I can tell you right now like she's like I really liked your pitch you know I my parents used to take me to Rose video as a kid and I loved that experience and like all this stuff and and then she's like but between you and me like they're not gonna go ahead with the idea um and they're like oh no and and she's like I've seen them pass on a thousand good ideas I was in the room when they passed on uber (laughs) 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 fucking loved anyway and then she's like I shouldn't be saying this but me and some junior partners are starting our own firm and we'd love to take you to lunch and hear more about your idea and that's where it that's where like the scene ends um Mm -hmm. and so the whole family is waiting at the motel for them to come back um and moira says something about like oh john's um like insistence that he tell us what happened in person could really go either way Mm -hmm. um and so they're all waiting there like breathlessly there's one part earlier where she's like freaking out or whatever because she's heard from jocelyn that that roland has texted her with just a bunch of head exploding emojis (laughs) (laughs) and 
And she's like, oh, well, they're, they're blowing people's minds. And Jocelyn's like, maybe, but usually he texts that to me when his head is exploding. <laughs> <laughs> and Ronnie goes, yeah, usually I, or I get a lot of those texts during council meetings. <laughs> um, oh boy. Yeah, so, so now Moira's freaking out that something has mm-hmm. gone wrong. And she's like, kids, come in here and like she makes them hold hands and they like get down on their knees on the floor and then and david's like are we praying like what's happening both both david and alexis are like horrified at what's happening and at one point like they one of them says like what is going on and moira's just like i don't know just go with it She's like, yeah, she's like holding their hands and they're like in a circle kneeling on the floor and she's just like keeps raising their hands up. <laughs> and she goes, to whom it may concern. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so oh. funny. Oh, so, yeah. No. Anyway, so they're waiting at the, they're, they're waiting at the motel for them to drive up. They finally drive up. They get out of the vehicle um, and they all just stand there for a second looking at each other. And then Johnny gives the like tiniest little head nod and smile of like, yep, we did it. Um, basically, and they all freak out and like, you know, scream and jump up. And, you know, Moira runs to Johnny to give him a hug. And Alexis is right there to give him another hug right after. And what's, re- and Jocelyn runs to Roland to give him a hug. Mm-hmm. And what I love about this scene is that like, as they all, jump up to do this and start running david kind of jumps up and patrick like slowly starts to stand up and david looks at patrick like like what do i do kind of and you see patrick kind of like tap his arm like go ahead it's okay Mm -hmm. um and so he runs to stevie and gives stevie a big hug um and says you're a businesswoman now and she's like in a suit oh my god this suit i love it so much anyway she he's like (laughs) (laughs) leaned forward um yeah she um she's in this suit um and he's like oh so you're a businesswoman now and she's like damn right i am i love her so much yes um yeah and so but what i love about this is that like David is really excited and I mean he's really excited for his friend and his family and maybe for himself I mean as you Johnny says something at the beginning of the episode like if this works out Rose Apothecary will be supplying products for motels all over North America so like this is a good business opportunity for them so Mm -hmm. it's like it is exciting but he knows that Patrick is not excited about the prospect of moving to New York, possibly. Yeah. And that that doesn't seem like they've really talked about it much since the conversation this morning and that he's processing. And so I love that he like, he's like, can I be excited? Because like, I know that you're not and I don't want to like upset you, but like, I want to be excited for them. And like, mm-hmm. I love that very quick, like visual of him being like, caught um and it's really nice and they they all kind of get into this like circle group hug basically um and moira's like champagne and like people are exclaiming and whatever 
And the last moment of the episode is the camera zooms in on Patrick's face and it is just like, yay. Like, it's just this face of like, I'm trying to be happy for these people, but I have no idea what this means. Mm-hmm. Ouch. Ouch, ouch, ouch. And I remember after watching this episode, because I watched this season as it aired. Mm-hmm. So this is the only season I've I watched and had to wait in between episodes. <laughs> so i remember watching this episode and texting steph and at this point i didn't think steph would ever watch this show okay um because steph can be very finicky about comedy um which is fair um and i was like i just i have to talk to somebody who will understand this feeling that i'm having even though you don't watch this show because I can't tell anybody who does watch this show because it's right. spoilery, mm-hmm. but I know that you'll understand the feeling. So I was like, so we're almost to the end of the show and there's these two people that are going to be getting married. But at the end of this episode, one of them is like upset and had this look on his face that was just like, not good. And I'm just like really upset about it. And like trying not oh. to give too much away right but yeah. like trying to get her to understand this like feeling that I'm having of like I'm pretty sure they're gonna get married like I'm you know like I'm not really that worried but it's also just like ending this episode this way it's just like the show doesn't normally end so seriously <laughs> um and so yeah it was really funny but yeah so now Uh-oh. an hour yeah. into the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're finally to the final two episodes. Okay. Um, and I would say I, I feel like they've called them like a two-part finale, which I get. Um, but I like that they didn't make it an hour-long episode. Um, because they do still feel very like separate i guess but yeah this 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 last episode is sort of like this high mark and now it feels like the last two episodes are like winding everything down okay um so episode 13 is called start spreading the news Hmm. because new york get it yeah so they are um talking about moving to New York and um, so this episode is maybe my favorite I know I've said that a lot but I think I even like it better than the finale okay saying a lot because I generally love love series finales the nostalgic part of me loves them Mm-hmm. And I love it when a show ends well, because I would rather have a show end well than not end at all <laughs> or end poorly. Um, I was going to say, yeah, it. like shows end, but like well, sometimes yeah. they don't know it, but you know, like. Right. That's what I mean. Like they end, but without being able to wrap anything up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd rather have a show go be short and end well then have a show go on too long and not be able to end in a good way 
so as, as sad as I am that the show is over like to me this show ends well so but we'll get there mm-hmm. um so yeah so in this episode I just like I don't even know where to start but okay so um they're talking about moving to New York and Moira finds out that the Sunrise Bay reboot has been picked up um and because Jocelyn goes to congratulate her and she said oh no I'm not going to be part of the project but you know that's nice of them that it got picked up and she's kind of like well it's kind of shitty that they didn't even tell me that they passed on my offer yeah um and then you see um you, you a package arrives and she opens this package and it's a card from that former producer that she met with earlier and a tennis bracelet and he calls her on the phone and you know all you can hear is her side and she's just like yes yes and she's like they accepted my offer they decided that like to they could accept my offer if they didn't get Clifton back and that they decided I was the bigger name so they want me instead and she's like and we start shooting in two weeks so so now they're trying to to figure that out and from the beginning of this episode Johnny is already getting like wistful and nostalgic and being like you know like this this little town has helped us and you know I'll miss being with my family all the time and like it's it's really cute yeah um so yeah so um so Moira goes to her jazz gals rehearsal and all the jazz gals are in I heart New York t-shirts to like support her and 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 all that and um she explains that well actually they well and because because they're all they've heard from jocelyn that she's not going to be in the sunrise bay reboot and so they're all like reboots are stupid and like whatever and ronnie i love ronnie ronnie's like yeah i say fuck (laughs) them and then she's like well actually they did call with an offer and i said yes and they're like oh that's great (laughs) like i just have to turn on a dime um love and it that, um she's like and we start rehearsal or we start shooting in two weeks so this will be my last jazz gals rehearsal and they're all like wow like thanks for the notice and like other people in the room start looking sad and like tearing up or whatever and then they they cut over to ronnie and ronnie's like wiping her eye a little bit oh and and Moira's like, Why? oh, do you have something in your eye, Veronica? And she's like, no, I just, I don't like surprises. Let's get to rehearsal. <laughs> like, it's just so cute. <laughs> um, and, um, and Moira says something about how, like, um, just like, in her way, says something about like, how well they've, this group of women has accepted her and and taken care of her Mm -hmm. and it's very sweet and that she will miss them and it's just it's so endearing and um yeah it's I think I forgot to say this 
in the last episode but there's there's an episode where the crow's trailer comes out and Moira's showing it to like everybody in town mm-hmm. and she shows it to the Jazzigals and Joss like everybody's just like oh my god yay like this is so cool and Jocelyn was like it looks like a real movie <laughs> like she's just like trying to say things that sound great without yeah, saying <laughs> that she doesn't <laughs> like, like it yeah um and you like throughout the whole episode Moira is like basically trying to get Jocelyn's approval but trying not to make it obvious that she's trying to get Jocelyn's approval mm-hmm. and so it's really cute how like Moira wanted a the Jazzigals to like see the trailer and be excited with her but then especially wants Jocelyn to be excited and proud and all of Mm -hmm. that and it's I love that like relationship and so I love this scene too at the end here of them at the Jazzigals and her basically saying like how how much they've saved her basically and it's very sweet um so yeah and then um David goes to Stevie and is like you know I I want to get something for Patrick that's like to get him excited about moving to New York and she's like wait you're moving to New York and he's like yeah with all of you guys and she's like oh I'm not moving to New York we decided that me and Roland would stay here and that I would travel around setting up the new motels She's like, I decided I didn't need to live in a big city. I just needed to know that I could. Mm. Um, and I love this idea of her getting to travel around to set up these new motels. Like she's this businesswoman and she wanted to travel. Yeah. But then she still gets to stay here at this place mm-hmm. that she clearly loves, even though she like acts like she doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I love that for her. Like I love that that's where her storyline has ended up um that she has found happiness in this place um and has gotten to do what she wanted which is see the world that gets to have both essentially Mm -hmm. um and david is like well what like oh okay um and then stevie's like so I take it you didn't like the house and David's like what house the House, right and she's like oh fuck <laughs> what did I say <laughs> and then she's like Patrick may have been looking at a house for the two of you um he said you've driven by it a lot and he's like oh my god that house is for sale and she's like, no, I don't know. I'm going to stop talking now. I feel like I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I need to go talk to my husband now. And I like, I love that he's already calling him his husband. Because he's just like, yeah, whatever. Because <laughs> um, like earlier in the episode before, when Alexis is looking at apartments and he's like, what if my husband doesn't want to live with us or whatever, <laughs> or live with you? Like, that makes sense to me because it's, like, in the future after the wedding. Right. But now him saying, like, I have to go talk to my husband now, even though they're not married yet, is, I it, I don't know. I think it's cute. But it is. It is um, so he goes to the apartment and Patrick is sitting at his desk. Um, and David is like, oh, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm working on my vows. And he's like, well, if you need some flattering things to say about me, I can help. <laughs> <laughs> and Patrick's like no I think I'm good (laughs) 
and then he basically just says like why didn't you tell me about the house and he's like well I wanted to wait until after the wedding because I know how flustered you can get when you have more than one thing on your plate and he's like yeah except food (laughs) I love David's love of food um and um you know he just says something about like you know I thought you would be excited to move to New York and um Patrick was like well it's hard to think about moving to a place I've never even been to and I didn't think you even liked New York and David is like no I love New York I just like it was a weird time in my life um and you're like hmm okay and Patrick you know explains that the house that they've they've driven past this house many times and every time David comments that it looks like Kate Winslet's house in the in the holiday (laughs) Which is um, in that movie, her cottage in this like countryside in England is called Rose Hill. Mm. Rose Hill, I think. So I love okay. that like connection kind of. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so he's explaining that and that it wasn't for sale, but that one time Patrick drove to the house, knocked on the door and asked the people to call him if they ever wanted to sell Hmm. and that they decided to move to Florida because their kids have gone to college and so they are looking to sell now and but you can tell because then Patrick is like well though there are pros to moving to New York like I could go to a game at Yankee Stadium finally and like we could expand the business and like you know you can tell that he's like it was a lot to take in but that like you know mm-hmm. in true Patrick fashion he will do whatever to make David happy yeah and so he sort of accepted that that's this is what's going to happen um and so then there's a scene of David and Stevie and they have driven out to this house and they're just parked in the driveway um and sitting on the roof of her not the roof the hood of her car um looking at this house and Stevie is like why are we here like what's going on and she's like and he's just like well I you know I just thought I owed it to Patrick to like see the place where he thought we should spend the rest of our lives and she's kind of like I don't get it and just like you know how long have we been friends and I still don't understand what happens in your head Hmm. um and he's like join the club and he's starting to tear up and she's like okay what's happening (laughs) basically um and and she makes a joke and and she's like that was a joke if you didn't get it and he's like Mm -hmm. he kind of laughs dismissively a little bit and it's just like no I was just thinking about how Patrick drove out here and talked to these people just because I said it was nice who does that and Stevie's like good people good people do stuff like that um and she's like which is why we don't understand it (laughs) (laughs) nice um slide that in there and then after a moment she says what is it about New York And he says, I have big dreams. And she's like, you can't have those dreams here. And he's like, and some friends still. 
and she's like the friends that you invited to the wedding and he's like yeah and she's like they're not coming uh an electronic music festival in norway took precedence yeah um and she's like why do you want to move to a place that has done nothing but hurt your feelings and he said because i want those people to know that i'm not a joke and that i've won and she kind of gestures at the house and goes david you've won and it is just (laughs) i just like that scene I have a hard time not crying watching mm-hmm. that scene. And the way that David, oh, the control that Dan Levy has in this scene is just like the tears are so perfectly done that it's just the control is amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then Stevie says, and on a personal note, I don't want you to leave me here. And they kind of hug sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, I just made a gesture. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> audio podcast. Um, uh, yeah. And then may, they, you know, then something funny happens to break us out of the moment. But it is one of my very favorite moments of the entire show um, because the the friendship development of that scene, the personal growth of that scene. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes so much sense to me that David would feel the need to, like, prove to people in his former life that, like, look, I, you know, look at me now, bitches, or whatever. Right. But at, in the end, who cares what they think? Right, right, right. Um, and, and so I just, I love that. And I love when Stevie gets sincere um, because it's so super rare um that you know it it's meaningful Mm -hmm. um so yeah so so then the the next scene is that the family just the four roses are having dinner in the motel um earlier in the episode johnny is like i think we should have dinner as a family to celebrate and all this and whatever and (laughs) So they come in for dinner and dinner is one pizza and David goes, one pizza? What is this, Les Mis? Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Oh my God, I love David so much. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking Um, jinkies. Yeah. Um. Well, and because in the morning when they have that conversation, Johnny has made them all mimosas and he calls the kids in for breakfast. And Alexis is like, oh, I already ate breakfast. And David comes in and sees the mimosas and goes like, where's the food? And, and then they're like, we made mimosas to celebrate, blah, blah, blah. And, and he's like, so there's no food then. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. oh, so they're having dinner in the motel and... Um, Johnny announces as you've all heard your mother's going back to work on Sunrise Bay and so um, we will be going to California so that she can film and I can work from LA remotely um, and and so they, like that's what we've decided to do and 
they're like, okay, that's cool. And then Alexis is like, well, so I guess it's just me and David going to New York. And David is like, I have something to say. Um, and he explains that Patrick has found them a house and that he thinks they're going to stay in Schitt's Creek. And um, you can tell that Moira is like kind of horrified. <laughs> um, and Johnny is just like sad but proud. And Alexis is surprised but also kind of gets it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, you know, he's like, my husband is here. My business is here. And I'm just not ready to mess that up yet. I'm not done with this place. Um, and so then Johnny's like, oh, okay. So Alexis, does that mean you're coming with us? And Alexis goes, no, I think that means I'm going to New York by myself. I've done it before and I can do it again. Um, and it is just like, it's the most bittersweet scene um, because it is so sad to think about this family that wasn't a family mm-hmm. and how they've come together over the last few years um, and now will be going their separate ways but mm-hmm. it also to me really makes sense yeah like, it makes sense to me that they go their separate ways um, you know that I've heard I heard in an interview Dan talking about them trying to decide like what how it was going to end basically Mm -hmm. and saying that like you know Moira needed to leave like it needed to end with her leaving because like of all of them she had come from a small town and knew how hard it was to get out the first time and didn't want to get stuck in there again so of everybody she was the most like anxious to get out of there Alexis can make like any situation work it may not be the right or the best situation for her but she can kind of make like the best of any situation um and so that's what she's done over the last few years has made the best out of this situation but now it's time for her to you know take this career that she started and really really make it into something and and you know johnny being back in business again that's his comfort zone that's what he um so it really makes sense to me that they would go out um and as much as david is like not really like he's out of place in schitt's creek he's also Mm -hmm. not um that he has made a home here more than any of the rest of them um he has a partner and a business and a best friend and um you know, that I think that when you strip away all the money and stuff that you realize that like at his core, David just wanted connection mm-hmm. um, and love and that like this life is more attuned to who he is as a person at his core than like big city life is. Yeah. Um because like going there just to be like, look at idiots I won is going to be feel good for a little bit, but it's no way to build a, a, a life, a, a family, mm-hmm. a, a marriage, you know, right. It's, 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 it's yeah. sweet in the short term, but it ain't going, it ain't going to sustain your marriage fam. No. So, um, so I feel like it really makes sense to me that this is, this is kind of where 
they quote unquote end up at the end of the show Mm -hmm. um and that you know as I've said kind of previously what I like about the fact that Ted and Alexis break up is I don't like that they break up but I like that they break up for the reasons that they do Mm -hmm. um because when we started the show when we started the show David and Alexis in had the most culture shock I think because they had never not had lots of money mm-hmm. they had always been super rich right um and had never had to do anything for themselves had never had to have a job even though they maybe have had some jobs over the years you know David having more of a normal job in the fact that like owning a gallery is like a little more normal than being like a teen model <laughs> Um, but like Alexis had never had a real job before and David, not really either. So like they had the most culture shock. And so for them to start the series with that and David, like basically having no support in his life, that he's very alone. Um, and that he talks about how lonely he is in Schitt's Creek, but I think it's, I'd like to think that he was also really lonely in New York too, but he covered it up with being around a lot of people Mm -hmm. Um, that a lot of people wanted him for things, his money, his notoriety, like whatever. Um, And so he always had people around him. So on that, since he was never quote unquote lonely, but I think at its core, like he never really had a deep connection with any of those people. And so I like that he has figured out what actual connection is um, and has found love and all of that. And that when we started the show, Alexis mainly spent her time chasing men around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout the course of the show, she talks about like moving to England with Harry Styles. And she talks about like following this guy. And, um, you know, she talks about David having to go pick her up in Dubai I think after a bad blind date like she's this is what she's done and so for her to pick her career over following Ted halfway around the world again um is I think great character growth it's very sad and I'd like to think that someday down the road Ted will you know open up a vet practice in New York or yeah, they'll, they'll maybe something will be there. Something, you know, that he'll eventually not be wanting to trek all over the Galapagos and settle down. Um, so, yeah, I really love that. And then the other big thing that happens in this episode is that um, so Alexis goes, brings a bunch of her clothes to Twyla and says, like, and this is towards the beginning of the episode. So she's like, still thinks that David is going to be moving with her. And so she's like, oh, I'm cleaning out some of my clothes to make room for our apartment in New York, which I think is hilarious because like they're, even though apartments in New York are tiny, yeah. like a two, if they're going to get a two bedroom, it's going to be bigger than the motel. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Funny. I love that now we have to sort out our clothes. But so Twyla's like looking through this bag of clothes and the first thing she pulls out is this pink dress 
um and and Alexis is like no I'm I don't know how that got in there you can't have that one or whatever and it's the dress that we see Alexis in at the very very beginning of the show Mm. um so that's kind of a cute callback but anyway and and Twyla's like no I can't just take your clothes like we could do a swap or and she's like no 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 I don't want to swap with you (laughs) and she's like or I could just take what I want and pay you for them and she's like oh no Twyla you can't like I don't need it and like you know like you can't afford my clothes basically (laughs) and and Twyla's like well I don't do this job for the money and Alexis is like well I don't I'm, not, I'm scared to ask what you do do for money because I see how people tip here. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> and then she's like, well, so a few years ago, I won some money in the lottery. And Alexis is like, oh, good for you. Like, that's so sweet. And she's like, how come you never told me this before? And Twyla's like, well, it happened like right when your family moved to town and you had just lost all your money. And what was I going to do? Tell you that I just won $92 million? (laughs) (laughs) And Alexis is like, you won $92 million? And she's like, oh, no, no, no. And she's like, oh my God, thank God I was about to pass out. And she's like, I split it with a guy. So I only have half that. (laughs) And Alexis is like, you have a lot of money. (laughs) Like she's pretending to count. And then she's like, that's a lot of money. and so she's like, what are you doing here? Like, you could be doing literally anything. Um, and Twyla's like, I have everything I need right here. Like, this is what makes me happy. And she's like, and seeing what my mom did with the money that I gave her, like, it can buy a lot of snowmobiles, but it can't buy happiness. Mm. <laughs> um, and so it is a very, like, hit you over the head kind of a thing of like here's a person here, here's like the opposite of like here's a person with a lot of money who has chosen not to make that her identity yeah and has said like I like the life I have and I'm happy to be working at the cafe and watching the people of the town and hearing your stories and you know like I have what I need here I'm happy um and Alexis is like you know I get that like that's sweet but you know um and also because she says like money changes people and changes how people interact with you so she doesn't like she's like that's why nobody knows because I don't want Mm -hmm. people to treat me differently yeah it checks out I just love that Twyla just dropped this casual ass bomb because I can see, uh-huh. I can see the look on her face when mm-hmm. she says like ninety-six million dollars. Yep. What was I gonna do? Just tell you that I won ninety-two million dollars? <laughs> so good. Um and I like I wonder who this man's is that she split it with, but whatever, we'll get I know. That. Yeah, I don't know. She's just like some guy. So like, who knows? And uh, yeah. So Alexis is like, well, you know, basically like, yeah, you're right. Money can't buy you happiness. But like, you know, 
it's okay to spend a little bit of money on something that might make you smile. Um, and so later in the episode, Twyla comes to the motel and this is basically like their goodbye. Um, and she is wearing one of Alexis's dresses and it's very cute and, mm-hmm. um, you know, says that um, she's like, you were right. What you said earlier, I thought about it a lot and I decided to buy the cafe because that's something that will make me smile and alexis is like oh my god i was just thinking like a spa day or like a cute anklet (laughs) (laughs) and then she's like i can see it now twyla's cafe tropical (laughs) and alexis is like or maybe just twyla's cafe and she's like no, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you're not going to change a goddamn thing about that cafe, except right. putting your name on it. Like, that's mm. it. <laughs> um, but I love that. It's so cute. Um, and then she's like, and then she hands her an envelope and she's like, here's something to help you get started. And Alexis pulls out a check or I, you assume she's like, half pulls out this check and Mm -hmm. she's like oh my god no like I can't take this and she's Mm -hmm. like no I want you to have it to like have a help you get started it's you know might help you get a place and she thinks for a second and then Alexis is like no I think if I'm going to do this on my own I need to do this on my own um and so she's like I'm probably going to regret it in two seconds but (laughs) And when she hands it back and Twyla grabs it, she like hangs onto it for a second. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. Of course. Um, Had to do it that way. Of, yep. So um, so I love that too. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's where we end that episode is knowing where people are going and um, starting to say their goodbyes. Um, and and I think I, I sort of love that this is how they do it, that they make this second to the last episode more of a like goodbye in, mm-hmm. in a way. And, yeah, that the last, think... and then the last episode is just like, I mean, it, it's also a goodbye and it's the wedding. So it's a big, big deal. But at the same time, it doesn't push the plot forward, really. Mm-hmm. It's just like a good cherry on top. I guess. Um, so yeah, so the last episode is called Happy Ending. Okay. It starts with Johnny, Moira, and Alexis waking David up in the motel. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it starts with the words, the day of the wedding. Like, oh, okay. And then, oh, sorry, I have to go back. <laughs> in the previous episode when they're explaining that they're going to, that Moira and Johnny are going to move to L.A., to shoot Sunrise Bay, um, they ask, oh, when are you leaving? And Moira says, September 3rd. And then there's a pause and David goes, that's my wedding day. (laughs) And I love, it does not surprise me at all that Moira has not retained the date of the wedding in her head. But the fact that neither Johnny nor Alexis have realized this that like that it's David that has to be like that's my wedding day (laughs) because Mm. clearly 
Moira and Johnny have talked about this before mm-hmm. this conversation. So the fact that Johnny never brought up that, yeah, is kind of like, okay. But anyway, um, and Johnny's like, that's fine. We can leave the next morning. Like we can leave the next morning. It's totally fine. Um, and Moira's like, okay, but it should be noted that the lie back seats are only available on the night. <laughs> so that's almost more important to you than your Moira! <laughs> Great. Um, anyway, so last episode, the day of the wedding, they wake David up and you know they kind of gently try to wake him up but it's David and he sort of startles awake and he's like what happened who died did Patrick die (laughs) (laughs) and Alexis is like no Patrick did not die (laughs) so fun um and he's like so what the hell and they're explaining they're like there was a storm overnight um and has basically washed away all of the decorations and um the efficient uh, can't get here from Elmdale because of the rain. And you're like, wait, what? And then Moira says, what kind of person rides a penny farthing? <laughs> Which, if you know what a penny farthing is, it's one of those bicycles with the huge tire in the front and the tiny mm-hmm. tire in the back. Okay. Apparently this guy, Fabian, only rides a penny farthing as his only <laughs> mode of transportation. <laughs> Ah. And when she asks that question, David goes, he's a haikuist. Oh. What the fuck? Okay, so anyway, um, and then Alexis is like, not that it matters now, but why didn't you get a tent? (laughs) And he's like, it was either that or the wood fire pizza oven. (laughs) We couldn't afford both. Mm. Um, So yeah, so they're explaining that. And um, they're like, what are we going to do? And Johnny's like, well, I could officiate. And as he's starting to say, like, I have a lot to say about my son getting married and is like starting to tear up. And David is like, no, you can't even talk about this wedding without tearing up. So no. And then Moira was like, well, I could do it. I, you know, was a huge hit at Pat Sajak's first wedding. (laughs) (laughs) And Johnny goes, can... Can I buy a vow? That went over great. No, no, no. Um, so like, okay, we'll do that. And Johnny's like, and we'll, I'll find a new venue. We'll get it all set up. It'll be fine. We'll make this work. And David just says, just like yells fuck over and over again. <laughs> Which as we talked about last time. He's the that fucking David, king says fuck way more than anybody else and this episode in particular really puts him over the top because he says like four fucks in a row <laughs> um he's like Ray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um so yeah so then he you cut to a scene of him at patrick's apartment and he's pacing around and he's just like what are we gonna do um and um he's like why didn't we get a tent i didn't need pizza that badly and patrick's like well let's not get crazy (laughs) um and and then he's like patrick's like i'm gonna go down to the motel and talk to your dad and we're gonna get this all settled it'll be totally fine and like at the end of the day 
I'm gonna kiss that worried face of yours and we'll be married and that's all that matters um and it's just very sweet um and he's like okay but I can't get married in Roland's living room I have to draw the line somewhere (laughs) um so and and Patrick is like you like just stay here I've arranged for somebody to come in and give you a massage because I uh you know figured you wouldn't handle stress well today (laughs) um so I planned that weeks ago and David is like okay and so Patrick leaves and um then we cut to a scene where um Alexis is in her robe just like wanders in to find Moira working on her wedding stuff speech whatever um and this oh my god so this was the point in the episode and this might have happened before the scene I just talked about but I can't remember um this was the point in the episode when I watched it for the first time that I started bawling okay because as Alexis walks into the room you can see Moira's like whatever you want to call makeup table and all the wigs are off from the wall so you just see the nails in the wall where her Mm -hmm. wigs had been yeah and when i saw that empty wig wall i just started (laughs) because i was just like oh my god it's ending it's like really ending yeah um and alexis comes in and you know um says that she's feeling kind of emotional today and um you know she's like I won't be able to just walk in here and say hey anymore and you know Moira's really trying to be like you know Mm -hmm. whatever it's fine like I can't wait to get out of here like don't make me emotional basically (laughs) um And sort of being like, why are you being so emotional about this, basically? And and Alexis is just saying, like, I remember there was a whole year when we didn't see each other. Hmm. Um, and and it's just like, just a reminder of their past life. And then she says, you know, I'm almost glad we lost the money. Which for Alexis to say that, it's just... Yeah, that's... Ugh. That is quite a sentence to say. Ugh. Um, so, yeah, so... Then um, they decide to have the wedding in the town hall and that the whole town has pitched in to, and by the whole town, I mean, you know, the like 10 townspeople that we know. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, has pitched in to make it beautiful. Um, and Ronnie offers to get them more flowers because she knows the florist. Mm. Um, and Patrick is like, oh, that's great. And she looks him dead in the eye and goes, I'm doing this for David. <laughs> damn i love that ronnie hates patrick (laughs) (laughs) and i love that patrick like like i just imagine pat patrick spending like the rest of his life like trying to get ronnie to like him Mm -hmm. and if she just wouldn't try so hard she might actually like (laughs) like the the catch 22 of that of like Mm -hmm. it's yeah that earnestness that is part of it but anyway so the whole town and and Johnny says something about like you know thank you everybody for pitching in to help make this happen and thank you for like saving my family basically and it's really sweet and then Roland says something about like 
him leaving the next day or whatever and he's like well I will be back Roland my son still lives here it's just like (laughs) um so yeah and uh we see David getting a massage and um when just briefly and then when Patrick and Stevie come back to the apartment they find David lounging on the bed drinking coffee or something tea I don't know um and he just seems like super relaxed and he's like well where are we gonna get married and they're like we're gonna get married at town hall everybody's pitching in and they're making the best of it and like I don't want to hear any complaining out of you and like whatever and David is like okay that's fine and they're like what happened to you like Mm -hmm. did this like massage like that massage must have been really great and he's like oh yeah I have never had a massage and received a happy ending before did you have to pay extra for that (laughs) and Patrick is like I'm sorry what and he's like the happy ending I received like I was both shocked and impressed and he's like at no point was that ever discussed. I just put an envelope full of cash and a note to take very good care of you. And now that I've said that out loud, I can see how a certain person would interpret that. <laughs> I remember the first time I watched this, I was like, oh my God. Now like, I see why the title of the episode is called ending. that. Ending. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember the it is a double was, entendre you see do you get it do you get it to do it podcast people <laughs> I remember the first time I watched this episode I was just like I was shocked and was like not sure how to feel about it but in subsequent viewings I love it because a the scene is hilarious and b I love how Patrick gets upset about it but then when he sees what happened like how he contributed to it he's like oh you know i see that i see what i did and like you can tell that he's like not super happy about it but he also like this kind of goes back to the episode where they like talked about having a threesome with jake and like other episodes where like we've kind of talked a little bit about like how they're they seem very comfortable in their sex life and how like he knows that David loves him and is, it doesn't, not that it doesn't mean anything, but it doesn't mean anything. Like it's not, um, and you can tell that at the beginning, David is like, wow, I was super impressed or whatever that you did that. And then when, when he, when it's clear that Patrick did not ask for that, and did not know that was going to happen then David starts to backpedal and going like I thought you wanted that like I like just you know I I, you know and and so I love that he like kind of backtracks when he finds out that Patrick isn't happy about it that like he went along with it because he thought like he thought he knew what he was paying for Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it leads to one of my favorite lines because Stevie goes like but to be clear, you didn't stop it from happening. And he goes, okay, Marsha Clark, court's adjourned for the day. <laughs> um, if you don't know, Marsha Clark is was the prosecutor in the O.J. Simpson trial. Um, and I fucking love her. Anyway, um, so I loved that 
joke. And I remember that being one of those jokes that I was like, oh, I can't wait for Amber to watch this because she will fucking die. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then she's like, and then as like Patrick's trying to wrap his head around this or whatever, he like sits down and is like trying to wrap his mind around it. And Stevie's like, okay, but was it good at least? <laughs> I mean, look at the man. Okay, sure. And Patrick goes, do not answer that. Was it? Don't. Like, just <laughs> like, just right in a row. And it's one of my favorite things ever. Um, yeah, do not answer that. Was it? Don't. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, you know, I'm marrying you. Like, you know, I love you. Like, you're the most important thing. Like, you're the best. Wink, wink. Um, and like, gives him a kiss and a hug. And behind, and Stevie's like a little bit behind them. And when he's like hugging David, he kind of looks up and looks at Stevie and gives like a thumbs up. <laughs> And then she gives this look that's just like, oh my God, but like tries to make no noise so that Patrick mm -hmm. won't know that this is happening, but it's just like, oh my God. Um, and David just gives this motion of like, oh, it was the best. <laughs> like, it's just it's really fucking funny. <laughs> oh man, so funny. And he's just like, you know, like, we're going to go to the motel and get ready. You're going to stay here and put on your little suit and we'll meet you at... Suit town hall he like chokes out town hall <laughs> and then yeah then it's the wedding ceremony and they just get right into it well i guess that's not true they go back to the motel and david so that david can get ready and stevie walks in and she's in a, a black suit um very well tailored black suit um and her hair is straight and it's she looks gorgeous. Anyway, um, and Alexis comes out of the bathroom and it is wearing a white floor length gown. And David goes, you're wearing a wedding dress to my yeah. wedding. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, I'm wearing a white floor length gown. It's very different, David. And then he's like, why? Why are you wearing that? And she's like, it's black and white themed. What was I supposed to wear, pink? And he's like, or black? <laughs> And she just like she could not grasp the concept that that like even though there's no bride in this wedding to wear a white dress that it's still like it's taking away or that David at least feels like it's taking away from him <laughs> mm -hmm. um and then he's like did it come with a veil and she's like no it came with like this tulle headdress but I thought it was too much <laughs> <laughs> love how she like does not get it at all mm -hmm. but then yeah then we basically just get right into the wedding and um they're in town hall and it's gorgeous it's gorgeous like I want to copy it if I ever get married like mm. I love it so much it's just very beautiful with white flowers and lights and they've made town hall look really beautiful and um patrick comes out from the back and gets into place um and you see uh everybody on the end of the rows on the outside stand up and stand by the wall and it's all the jazz gals 
Um, and they start singing. And as they're singing, um, Johnny or Moira comes in and Johnny escorts Stevie in. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, Moira, I'm gonna, we're gonna have to post pictures for this episode because, like, A, I wanna post a picture of Town Hall and B, I need to post a picture of Moira. Um, Moira has on this, like, white long tunic thing and gold gloves and long very long blonde hair and this hat she looks like the fucking pope (laughs) 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 and at the bottom of the pope hat is like the hair is basically like and I like I can't describe it. Like you just have to uh, yeah, see just it. Yeah, just let me see it. Just let me see it. You let just have to it. see it. It just it's great. I yeah, I love it. And uh and and I remember earlier this year when um something about the Pope said something about gay marriage, and I'm not I know that's like it was a big deal especially to Catholics mm-hmm. um, and I understand why and I'm not trying to make light of it or brush it aside um, but as a, as a non-Catholic I kind of am like I don't give a shit what the Pope says so sorry but anyway that when that was going on people were posting pictures of Moira in this outfit saying like I don't know what you're talking about the Pope doesn't approve of gay marriage <laughs> So, so yeah, so she walks in and then, like I said, Johnny escorts Stevie in. And when they get to the the front, um, he like gives her a hug and kisses her on the forehead. And it's just like, oh my God, so cute. Um, and he sits down next to Roland and in the front row and um, Stevie gets into place. Um, oh, and I forgot to mention that uh, when Patrick comes out and stands his dad comes out with him and his dad is his best man mm. very cute and you can see his mom sitting in the front row yeah. um they don't get any lines which makes me kind of sad i would have loved to see the brewers like and the roses interact <laughs> yeah um but i get it i i'm just happy that they were in the episode um because that would have been super weird if they weren't so, um, and what the jazz gals are singing beautifully a cappella is the song Precious Love, mm-hmm. which is a callback to the end of episode or the end of season two when they're at Mutt's barn dance okay. and the family is all dancing together. Mm-hmm. Um, this is after um, Johnny has told a couple of their old friends that Shit's Creek is where they live and um you know like they shouldn't make fun of it and that you know they didn't help them out and whatever and then they show up at the barn dance and they're like we're gonna dance as a family and they you know tell the kids that they love them and alexis is like oh i love you too and then they like kind of bully it out of david (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah which as we find out later at that point he says i've only said i love you twice to my parents and once to mariah carey and so one of those times to his parents is that barn dance so mm-hmm. before he gets to Shit's creek he's only ever said i love you to his parents really one once. time yeah. and to mariah carey once 
Um, and in this last episode of the show, he says, I love you to just about everybody in the episode. And it's mm-hmm. just like the character growth. But um, yeah, so the Jazz Gals are singing this really beautiful rendition of that song um, as they're, as all these people are walking down the aisle. And then you cut to um, kind of like the lobby, I guess, of Town Hall or whatever. Um, and they've set up like a sheet like some sort of cloth to like pull aside for them to walk through to the aisle so that you're not like seeing into the lobby or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Alexis is pacing around and David's standing there with his bouquet. And David is wearing this beautiful Tom Brown suit. And that means nothing to anybody, but I'm saying it anyway. Um, and it's like a black kilt. Um, Mm, okay uh so i love it it's really great and he wore a very similar version of it a gray version of it with a regular tie instead of a bow tie in the wedding he wears a bow tie he wears this gray suit a version of it at to the emmys dan did so Mm. like as an old like an homage um so um yeah He's standing there and Alexis is pacing around and she's like, I think you're right. And he's like, I know I am. About what? (laughs) And she's like, I'm wearing a wedding dress. And she's like, I just really wanted to impress you today. And now I feel like I'm ruining your wedding. And he's like, you're giving yourself too much credit. My wedding was already ruined. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he's like, but, you know, but, you know, he says something about how like, you know, I have to say you continually impress me and it's a very cute moment and um she gets ready to you know take his arm to walk him down the aisle um and she says you know I love you um and the curtains open and they start walking through and while they're having this conversation in the lobby you can hear the Jazzigals have stopped singing Precious Love and it started Mm -hmm. singing something else and because you're paying attention to their conversation you're not necessarily paying attention to what they're singing but when they open but when they open the curtain and they start to walk through it you realize that they're singing simply the best ah. of course yay and i swear to god like okay we have Patrick's version of Simply the Best on iTunes and Spotify and all of that. We have the full A Little Bit of Lexus. Where's the fucking Jazzicals, <laughs> Precious Love, and the Best? Because their uh, versions are fucking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And Dan has said in interviews that they did record like a full length version of both songs with never the Jazzicals. So where is my music, Dan? Never, never gonna get it. I need it. But yeah, so um, they, they, you know, so they have this very cute, short little wedding ceremony. Moira, well, and Moira talks about how like, you know, at the, at the beginning of the day, Johnny at first like is like, oh, I'll do it. But I, they're like, no, you're too emotional. You can't do it. And Moira's like, I can do this without, you know, like getting too emotional in it and whatever. And from the moment she opens her mouth, she's starting to cry and you're like yes yes 
even this gets her. Like this, something finally got her. <laughs> um, and she gives a speech about how like, you know, who knows where life is going to take you and like, you know, fate and, you know, just kind of about how like she's, it's sort of this, it's sort of about David and that like, how fateful it was for him to meet Patrick kind of is what you feel like she's trying to say but it becomes this thing about like the family finding this town and the town helping them kind of or whatever and it's very sweet I mean it's just very short and then she says something about like being I forget nurtured or something like baby crows <laughs> I love that she had to include baby crows in the middle of this wedding ceremony <laughs> and it's very cute um and uh it's her trying not to lose it and they you know say I do and exchange rings um they exchange vows and oh my fucking god so Patrick's vows he's like I'm gonna keep this short because I know that or you know that I would climb a thousand mountains for you but you'll always be a part of me. And then he starts singing Always Be My Baby by Mariah Carey. <laughs> I'm asleep. And it is so cringy, but it's also really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like for David, I'm sure it's like great. For everybody watching, I feel like it's a little bit like, oh my God. <laughs> um, but it's really it's really beautiful and then David's vows I everybody pays attention to Patrick's vows because he sings Mariah Carey Mm -hmm. um but I actually like David's vows better um he says something about like I've never liked a smile as much as yours I've never felt more safe than when I'm with you I've never felt love than when we're together and it's not been an easy road for me but knowing you'll be at the end of it like is everything I forget what he says exactly but um and then he says you Patrick Brewer are my happy ending <laughs> and as he says it he gives kind of like a little smirk and Patrick looks at him like did you really just reference that in your fucking vows <laughs> um so yeah so then they're married and as they're all walking back down the aisle uh, Johnny says to Moira like you know you did it you did a good job like you kept it together and she's like there's a place and time for sentimentality and your only son's wedding is not it <laughs> <laughs> what you're like okay and then the next scene is uh, Patrick David Alexis and Stevie standing outside the motel it is clearly morning and they are still dressed in their wedding attire, but not fully. Like the jackets are gone. Alexis has a sweater on over her dress. <laughs> um, you know, Stevie's tie is gone. And, and yeah, like ties and jackets are gone and shirts are untucked and stuff. Like, yeah. And at one point, David says something about how, like, yeah, Alexis, because you've never, you haven't gone to bed yet. Um, um, so clearly they had a raucous party after this wedding and 
I like to think that like they knew it was going to be you know they knew that the parents were leaving in the morning and so it was like this is our last hurrah this is our last chance so just stayed up anyway but the yeah the parents are dressed uh to leave and they're getting in a car to go um and so they're all saying their goodbyes and um Johnny gives his room key back to Stevie and tells her I think room seven needs a turn down and gives her a hug and you know Patrick says like we can't wait to host you at our house and um you know the parents hug the kids and say goodbye and like I said David says I love you to like just about everybody and you're like okay well that's been quite the change in him um Mm -hmm. and they're crying and um you know as the parents get into the car the you know David puts his arms around Patrick and Alexis and then Alexis kind of reaches over to like Stevie get in here so they're like all holding each other and crying as they're leaving and um you know Moira says something but as as they're leaving as they're hugging Moira says something about like oh the couriers will be here for the luggage this afternoon and make sure that the girls are shipped um in a temperature controlled (laughs) truck (laughs) she needs her wigs temperature controlled um So there's a moment of levity, but for the most part, it's just like them saying goodbye and them crying and saying, I'll miss you. And Moira says something about how like, oh, last night before he left, Roland said he had a, a gift, a goodbye present for us, but I guess he forgot. And they drive, they drive away and they're all waving and you see the car start to drive away. Um, and as you see the car pass the sign, this town sign, Johnny tells them to stop the car and he looks out the window back at the town sign and the town sign has been repainted. Um, And now the, uh, you know, the brother and sister Mm -hmm. on the, on the town sign are now Johnny and Moira. Um, Like just their faces basically. (laughs) And of course, um Johnny is the woman bending down into the river and Moira is the guy standing behind her (laughs) and David and Alexis are painted in the background just like waving and so Johnny turns and sees the sign and you as a viewer see the sign and you hear Moira in the car saying like what what is it and he's like I just wanted one last look um, and then he's like, we're ready to go. And he rolls up his window and the car drives off. And that's the end of the show. Hmm. The sign bit is a lot, but I like how it comes full circle. Mm-hmm. And I like how we leave with a moment of comedy. Um, yeah. As opposed to F- just feels right. crying. Yeah, exactly. There's a... Um, so there's a documentary that they did about the filming of the final season. Um, and in the documentary, you see them filming that scene where they're all saying goodbye outside the motel. And it is legitimately like the last scene that they filmed. I think they filmed some of that car stuff after that. Um, because at the end of the, the scene, when they say cut outside the motel, you know, somebody says like, that's a series wrap 
for Annie Murphy and Dan Levy and they just collapse into each other's arms and sob and it is so beautiful mm-hmm. and so sad um but yeah so that's how oof. it ends oof owie my bones <laughs> and also my feelings right yeah I know yesterday morning when I watched this set of episodes to prepare for today I texted our my Shit's Creek group chat and said well just starting my morning in tears no big deal mm-hmm. <laughs> um so yeah so that's how the show ends um I believe that we will do one more episode we will mm-hmm. because we need Sherrick to watch this season and give us his thoughts on it um I would also suggest that you watch the documentary it's 45 minutes um and that we can talk about that as well um and I can give you more of my intense feelings about the show as a whole and about some of that behind the scenes stuff um probably won't be as long of an episode but we'll see (laughs) well yeah we will see indeed so so yeah that's season six of Shit's Creek. I hope you yeah. enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing this. You have uh, outpaced me in talking for quite some time. Uh, and I, I am glad, glad for it. <laughs> glad <laughs> for it. Um, if you have any thoughts on um, that, you can feel free to hit us up at A-S-W-A-Y-D-P-O-D on the Twitter and Instagram. If you add it at gmail.com and put it in your favorite emailing a client, you can send us an email if you don't want to do the social medias. Your thoughts are appreciated and all that great stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so at this point, um, I'm going to try and make it no two losses in a row. So uh, I didn't make up a theme song for it, but this is Amelia. What the fuck is this? This is part of the episode where I find something ridiculously awesome or crazy, wild, silly on the internet, and I show it to a bill without any context, without any further ado. I'm going to shut up and let you enjoy. All right. What the fuck? <laughs> Okay, so like, you don't, it, it took me a while to get the sound on. Oh, you didn't um, necessarily need it. But you don't yeah, necessarily need sound, actually, but I didn't know. Um, so it's clearly somebody on a motorcycle, I think, and driving up on what appears to be like a coach bus. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see as when, when the motorcycle is farther away, you can see the back of this bus and it looks like the normal back of a bus. And then, but you can also see like fabric flowing out from the windows. And so you're like, are there no windows? What's happening? And then as this motorcycle passes it and looks back at it, the front is like totally smashed in. Like it's gone. Like the, it's gone. The front of this <laughs> And it's, smashed and this driver is just sitting in the seat driving this bus in an open carriage basically just, i'm <laughs> like, sure just bugs all up in his face and mouth just like that cannot be legal like it can't <laughs> this cannot be legal 
Just oh Amelia shout of what the fuck is <laughs> that is that's how I know I did right. Yeah. <laughs> and like I say, almost every time when I say that, it is not because this is called Amelia, what the fuck is this? Like I don't I don't like I don't prime myself to say, okay, you gotta say what the fuck at some point in your reaction. Like, that's just honestly my reaction. <laughs> that's the one that's I'm looking why for. the segment is called that is because Shh. that is my honest reaction to most things. <laughs> the fucking, okay, so the fucking chef's kiss on this is like, as you approach the coach bus, you could tell something is amiss because like there are like curtains and shit flying around. Right. But for me, the chef's kiss is, and he still has a rear view mirror just hanging yeah. off the side. <laughs> yes, like the whole front is smashed in, but like there's this, like front mirror one of those bus mirrors so you can see like what's going on like it's a blind spot mirror that's still there how what happened i have so many questions i am i was i saw this and i was like sorely reminded of like one of those like um herbie the love bug movies you know because like that poor i don't know if you okay so if you haven't seen those Herbie gets fucking destroyed in those films. Like it's a Volkswagen Beetle that's sentient. One of the like the, I want to say the very first one he gets split in two, like front and back, and somehow the car takes first and third place because it's like the front half passes yeah. first or something <laughs> like that. And then a car passes. The, no, I think it's the other way around. I think the back half passes first, and then the the middle car, which is the rival car, uh, gets second, and then the front half goes it gets third there's mm-hmm. one point where he gets split down the middle like like a hot dog bun and so they're driving that way and they're like holding each other to try and keep the car together like i saw that and i immediately thought of this i thought it was so fucking funny oh my god i like okay so in the comments that's just how the ac works <laughs> gotta yeah. beat the heat somehow which is valid because as you approach it you can see the heat waves from the mm-hmm. air like it's obviously distorting like it's like wow that must be real hot yeah oh how God. many bugs hit his face oh, and, the then, and then somebody in the comments says no gloves on a moto is a bad is a dumb idea <laughs> <laughs> someone else that'll buff right out you sure sure it will yep. anyway that is the wtf for the week we hope you had enjoyed it you are feel free to con uh you you can feel free to comment on it when it is up on the instagram and the twitter which should it should already be as you are listening to this episode mm-hmm. so i think that's going to do it for this week um it, i don't think um we'll touch Shit's creek for the, the the upcoming episode maybe the one after the one after that it's coming soon because i don't want to, to be like a huge thing between episodes again but you know, uh, I do need a little bit of time to make sure that I uh, can properly watch the, the last season and the documentary as yeah. requested. So, yeah. Thanks, Amelia. This was a lot of fun. And I always enjoy getting to chat with you. So thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and feelings about this lovely show. Yes. Um, I will I will go into more detail about this when we do our final episode. But this yeah. is just me saying it so that I can sort of remind myself, I guess, mm-hmm. is that Uh, I feel a lot of parallels between this show and How I Met Your Mother, and they go in two separate ways. They go in two separate Mm -hmm. directions, and I'll talk more about that when we get to that episode. I'm going to write write it in the doc. Um, But yeah, that's all I've got for y'all. So yeah, if you want to um, follow Amelia, tell them where they can find you. 
You can find me at Shake Meets World on Twitter and Instagram and probably other places. And uh, you can find Sherrick at A Black Sparrow and SherrickRobinson.com. Sure can. Um, sure can. For all those other places that you can find him. Um, yeah, and that is what we've got for you. Hopefully you will not hate me forever for making you listen to basically five hours of me talking about the last season of Schitt's Creek. It was worth it. Um, hopefully it was worth it. I had a blast. Um, yep. That's, I'm going to shut up now so that you can get back to your life. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You, Sherrick, and you, the listener. (laughs) Um, so yeah, with that, I've been Amelia. I've been Sherrick. And sometimes you're a high school senior and then some dude approaches you and he's like, hey, you're the one. And you're like, but I'm not the one. He's like, no, yeah, for real, you are. Check this out. And all of a sudden you got these heightened senses and ability and you get like, you get like in conflict with this like mythological dude and his acolytes. And one of them happens to be Paul Rubin for some reason, but we don't know why. And then you just like are trying to balance the whole like being like an internet, like it, a supernatural slang being in in high school so you got to do like finals and you also have to like save the world from like supernatural beings and you're seeing your dance you find out that just like your boyfriend dumped you for one of your friends and you're real sad but then you also have to like save the world so you go and do it and you have to repel lothos with a cross and the vampire king's not excited about it you have a duel and then you uh, stake him in the heart and then you go back and you're just like okay cool so when we go into the shake shack bye bye